One, two, one, two. We are live. GYGB War Report Show, the official Canelo Triple G2 recap show. We got other stuff to talk about, but obviously that, that's going to be the main course because we have a lot to discuss as, a, as it pertains to that fight. But uh, I am your co-host, Roberto Flag, joined by my PNC's Coltrane R.O. Diggity. What's goody, fellas? Yo, yo. Yo, yo. So, so, so R.O.D.'s a little ghost today. <laughs> Technically, good. he's here with us. <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm what they call, we Star Wars fans, I'm like a force ghost right now. Yeah, word. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, we, we, got, we got a lot to discuss, man. Uh, there, there's obviously boxing coming uh, this weekend, um, but Canelo Triple G2 has come and gone, and again, man, like three days, at, you know, removed, we're still talking about it. Uh, controversy again ensues, Wh whether people believe so or not, depending how you saw the fight, we're going to go deep into what we all collectively thought uh, as it relates to the outcome and just how the, the fight played overall. But, you know, we're going to get into that, like, you know, that's the main event. But look, man, I think we kind of have to talk about this. Um, it, it just seems to always come up during a big fight. fight. <laughs> right. And, you know, a lot of us woke up Saturday morning to uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh, boy. Posting a video on Instagram about <laughs> or being in Japan. Manny Pacquiao's right there. They're, they're boasting that, you know, trying to sell what is now becoming this uh, story of them potentially having a rematch now. So uh, we've talked about it. And, and look, I, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we kind of know where this is going. But uh, Train, man, like, let me let me know what you think about this because you, you were talking about it earlier. Actually, you, you had kind of hit the nail on this like months ago. But Well, like, he's been hanging in between he's been in, in Asia between Hong Kong and uh, Tokyo. I mean, and you know, Tokyo, Japan, he's been like in between those two uh, countries. And I'm like, Floyd, whenever he do something is normally there's something to follow it. I didn't know what he was doing, you know, why he was doing it. But then when the news came down, what was it? Saturday morning. Yeah. So hey, what was it? You know, what they're like 13 hours ahead of us. That mean, it was right. fleeing exactly how that news was going to hit. Now, he could have announced it Thursday, Wednesday, but he announced it, uh, it would have been Saturday evening at uh, Japan time and morning time here in the States. So he knew that most people, like we, like us, we got up. First thing on my timeline was Floyd Mayweather comes back, is coming back to boxing. Now, first, I didn't think nothing of it. Then I turned on the... Uh, college game day on saturday it was the leading story on espn and i'm like okay now this is you know espn is a pretty replicable i'm mean, not re pretty they are the replicable you know uh sports broadcasting business you know network so to speak so once they broke the story i said oh this thing is real and i have forgot that Pacquiao didn't renew his contract with top rank and why because that's a big part of all this too was that you know, Floyd basically, in a long, in a nutshell, is giving Manny Pacquiao a lifeline. You know, and while getting himself paid 
in the process. I don't think this has anything to do with boxing um, far as like, you know, his legacy and things of that concern. I mean, granted, he do want 51, 52 victories because he's no, he's taking a tune up to break the new record, which is now 51 and 0. So he's taking a tune up, ironically, and he's going to fight Pacquiao, which the fight's going to do big business. It's, it is going to be in Asia, um, in Tokyo, which we all know what happened in Tokyo before. Not that that's going to happen again, but we know business can be done, um, you know, in the continent of Asia, you know, so to speak. And I think, listen, we're all going to watch it. You know, we're, 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 we're going to frown at it, but everybody will be right over Rod and Dog Crib. I'll have my 32-ounce cherry vanilla Coke. <laughs> we're going to be laughing at it. We're going to be laughing at it, but we're, we're going to watch it. And listen, Floyd, whatever people's opinion may be of him, the guy, he's he's brilliant. Like, he understands that he 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 realizes that my, my name and my brand is still relevant and it's still hot, and there is not really anybody to compete with him. Start, even Canelo. Canelo is not – he's the biggest guy in boxing, but he's not big like De La Hoya. Or, or Chavez was. He's not there yet. He's going. He's on his way to get there. But outside of Canelo, there's not even nothing close to Mayweather. So that's where we at with it, my dudes. We'll all be watching it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's kind of the irony of it. I mean, we're kind of like, why? We're all going to watch it. <laughs> and and actually, that, that kind of, I mean, you kind of touched on it, man. I think Floyd, whether you think he's the GOAT, in the ring or not is subjective that you know i'll leave that up to you but as far as self-marketing <laughs> and, and doing right. things out the box or 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 even to, to get the public in and, and and interested in something that right now we're saying why do we want this but 2.5 million homes very likely will man <laughs> and that's why <what laughs> i was telling somebody today is as he just set the bar so high because like we we still haven't gotten the numbers for this Canelo Triple G two fight, and I think it did good business. But the reality is, is that if Triple Canelo Triple G two doing one point three or four, that's just a, a very successful pay per view. With Floyd, he's done so much, uh, like record breaking numbers that it, it's kind of he, like even for him for us to say two point five is like a drop from what he was doing already. You know, like. It's just, it's just crazy, man. Like he's he's a marketing like somebody just wrote somebody a marketing genius. He is like to call him the goat in 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 any realm of boxing. Whether you like again, whether you believe he is in the ring or not is whatever. As far as being a businessman in boxing, he's the number one of all time. Like that that's not even like debatable. Roberto, real quick, because your you, your pops live in Hong Kong. I yeah. don't think people understand how big. Asia is as a continent, like huge man. It's, 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 it's like a whole nother world. <laughs> yeah, Hong Kong alone. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Had millions of right. people, man. Yeah, okay. And I think with Floyd, it's kind of a situation where I think that he's probably trying to touch the international market. No doubt. No doubt. And I think Pacquiao, being he can't fight in the United States, they're probably taking advantage of that. And um. You know, it, it's I, I I guess they're they're trying to approach it that way, and it'll it'll be and look throughout boxing history, this has been something that has always happened, man. Like fighters have fought internationally for years. It's only just been in recent years where everything's been delegated to the United States and, and 
the UK. I mean, there was, I mean, think of some of the famous Ali fights and think of some of these other fights that took place in like just different parts of the world. And, you know, again, to your point, we're all going to watch. <laughs> we, we all know what's going to happen, but we get sucked in, man. We're, we're fiends, man. It just is what it is, man. So ROD, man, what do you, what do you think about this? Nah, I just think that <clears> – <throat> can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah we hear you right there. I think that what Train said is, is very on point. I mean, here's a guy that's pulling off a, a Wharton Business School move without having a degree. You know, he just – he knows when there's a low in the market. He knows just when to strike, you know. And the way he set it up, I had to ask Roberto. I'm like, do you really think that this was, like, staged or was it real? He was like – Roberto was like ride or die. Like he, he staged this whole thing. So he's become Geppetto. He's the master puppeteer, man. He knows how to manipulate situations, and he's been doing good at it. Like uh, Train said today, there's only two names in that welterweight division that people really care about. And at the end of the day, that's why Floyd is like, you know what? This is a great time to make my comeback. Um, so. I think it sucks because it takes away from him. It's like, you know, it's almost like Grandmaster Flash coming back at this point in time to make a record, you know? But there's so much trash out that he could probably get away with it, you know? So that's what Floyd is doing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm assuming it'll be Showtime pay-per-view and... I, I don't know. We still don't know what Pacquiao's situation is with top rank. I mean, they had this meeting per se, but we don't know what the real future is for Manny. But let me ask you this. Why? Explain to, to the Roberto, go back real fast. Explain to the people why Manny Pacquiao can't fight in the United States. Well, it's just, I mean, it's, you know, he, he he's had, you know, he has issues, um, you know, with the IRS apparently. And, that's why he's been fighting outside of the United States. And, you know, Bob Aram alluded to it. And they're trying to figure something out. But Aram went over there. And that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, nothing concrete was ever settled as it, as it relates to uh, Manny. But if he's saying he's a free agent, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's, that is the case. And, I think Manny would probably want to fight. If, if the Mayweather fight's not next, they're talking about Amir Khan. I think that fight makes sense for both guys. Uh, it looks like it could be done because, uh, you know, uh, Khan will fight in the UK. He'll fight in Asia. You know, he he's an international fighter anyway, so that won't really be an issue. So th there's this talk now that Floyd is going to come back in December, uh, you know, in a tune-up fight. As it relates to who he's gonna fight, it really might be some uh, Apollo Creed Rocky joint. Not saying that's gonna happen. I mean, like he he picks from a hat and says, "Okay, like this guy." You know, he gives like some no hoper a chance. But I, if that's what's gonna happen, man, because I, I I don't know if um, I mean Floyd was saying. I remember, you know, we're, we're what like a few months removed from saying he was gonna fight professionally in MMA, you know, that never happened. So, but we'll see, man. I, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll know like in the next uh, month or so. 
And if you follow social media, you want to find out, you know, what, 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 his, what his plans are. Well, one of the things that Train said, which is interesting, is that he said that he was trying to break this, re-break his record again. And that's a slippery slope because the gentleman, and I'm drawing a blank, whose record he's trying to break, who just broke his record, could actually fight a few Flyway. more. Yeah, Flyweight, good. What are you saying? I forgot his name. Yeah, no, but I know he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could basically continue to fight, and it's like a zero-sum situation where Floyd is going to have to keep fighting, and this guy has youth on his side, and Floyd is going to have to keep, keep like, manipulating the perfect situation and setting the stage to keep fighting people to keep his record intact. And I think at some point in time, he's going to have to quit and just say, you know what, records are meant to be broken, you know? Um, at the end of the day, you know, there was a long period of time where Floyd didn't do anything where he retired the first time where he could have probably had a few more fights and kind of buffed his, padded his record then. And then maybe the Pacquiao and the Birdo and the McGregor fight could have been 52-53. But now we're, we're talking about this guy is like in competition with Floyd. He broke Floyd's record. Floyd's fighting the tune-up and then fighting Pacquiao. I. If it were me, I understand the money situation, but he should just. I mean, after after this, he should just give it up. I'm being honest with you. I think we're all kind of on the same boat, man. I mean, I, I think what we're seeing in boxing right now is kind of that transition phase of these new fighters, and, and you know, in at one point we were calling for a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and that's like already like three years behind us. Is it three years? About like two, three years. Man, it's almost four years behind us. Because it happened in 2015, right? 16, yeah, so yeah, because remember they announced it, and so it's three years right now. It's about to be four. Wow. The thing about Don't the thing about this, just spoil milk at this point. You know what I mean? And the thing about this situation, though, is it's kind of weird because it really, to be honest, this really don't have no ties to anything that's going on in boxing. Oh, like, right, it doesn't. It, it really does. Like it is Keith Thurman. Like it really has nothing. This is more so about. Floyd just 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 milking a cow till he can get the most out of it. And like I said, unfortunately, because the sport is kind of dull, other than when Canalo's fighting on pay-per-view, like right now in the welterweight division, what we're ready to get into once we get into Canalo, we're still playing musical chairs with who's gonna fight who. You know, we still don't even I I think you said it best, Roberto. You said I can't recall a time we have all these fighters. And we don't even know who's fighting each other. You know, the best, the top, I'm telling you, the top of the food chain guys. Yeah. And right. We don't even know if these guys are going to fight each other in the next two years. Right. And then that's kind of the unfortunate side of things. And, and I mean, and, and like, I agree. I mean, I, I think that's Mayweather Pacquiao has like absolutely nothing to do with the land. Yeah. It's kind of like that one off, like, yeah. you know, attraction. Because you know what you can argue, man? By the time they did fight, it was for the belts, man. It almost kind of felt like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, that's what I was going to say. The actual fight. <laughs> yeah, it was a big fight. Don't get me wrong. We all hyped, but it was its own event, you know? And I kind of think it's the same thing here. And, I, and the welterweight division is kind of just going to do its thing. But look, man, like at this point with Floyd, we saw him fight Conor McGregor. Okay, so... Is it really out of the stretch for him to fight Manny Pacquiao once again? Because, look, there are people on this planet that believe that 
I saw out. it today. Weather, so like I guess for I those saw it today. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I was reading the comments on Instagram. I said, "You got to be kidding me! Oh, it's These people do this." <laughs> so I mean, I don't know, man. I, I mean, we'll I guess we'll we'll touch down on it if that becomes a reality. But I mean, apparently, both guys are going to fight other people first. Well, good. Well, good. What? 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 Real quick before we move on, I I, I think. And listen, nobody's – there's a lot of people struggling to pay bills. There's fighters out here that's looking to make money. But I, I think good for Pacquiao because I thought he kind of got done dirty on the way out the door. So I think, <laughs> you know, he, at least he gets to walk away. If he can't make it out of this situation, then I don't know what to tell yeah, him, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think Floyd's yeah. throwing him a bowl, man. And, and yeah, oh, no I doubt. Floyd, it's – Look, he's bored, man. Like we all kind of talk about it too, man. Like I think he's, he's a competitor bored. still. He misses right. He misses, he misses the limelight, man. And then he if he's it. still good enough to fight somebody of Pacquiao's um current form, because look, guys, I mean, he ain't gonna fight like no. Spencer Crawford. <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> so, I I think it's like after Pacquiao it becomes it does become a deal where it's like, all right, well, is this really like? the end because then it's really everything look it's just look at everybody that's retired at this point you know well don't throw roy jones in there because he's still uh well no he officially i think he's done like, like, no done. like like i think he actually is done that's done. it he's done i, I hope think. so man think about this everybody talks about how Washman he is and roberto's favorite fighter Danny Danny Garcia. Oh gosh. Oh my god. Didn't, didn't even want to fight Pacquiao two years ago when they were trying to make this fight. You know, remember that? Broner turned it down too. Broner turned it down too. So it just goes to show you, man, that there's some people out here while Peck I mean, like you said, there's a full born, you know, every minute boo boo the fool is born every minute. Like, wow, there's some people, man, like you, myself, Roberto. We'll say, you know what? We're kind of done with the Floyd Pacquiao show. There are people, man, they'll sit here and be like, listen, uh, he's still dangerous. That's you know? what Roberto was saying. People were on, on social media saying that. To, oh, you must say it wasn't on Instagram earlier. People were saying, it, like, it, I saw a bunch of comments out there, like, if Pacquiao was able to land a left hand flush, <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, Floyd is going to sleep. Like Floyd is going to grapple him and, and sleepwalk yep. him to death. Yes, he is. In, in, in Tokyo, he's not going to take any chances. But the, nope. but you know, you and I both know that there's some people. Garcia and Broner are not Floyd. They get hit a lot. Right. Pacquiao right. clocked both of them right now at 39 yeah. years old. Oh, yeah, no yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that definitely. So while we look at which, you know, this is why we're having this fight. Like we look at the welterweight division and saying, okay, there's not enough. Noise coming around. Some of these people that we're talking about, this younger generation wouldn't even step foot in the ring with Pacquiao. Spence and Crawford would because they're dogs. Maybe Thurman would. Yeah, I not, think Thurman. Yeah, Thurman would. Yeah, be. Thurman would, but not, but not like Garcia and and Broner. They like, man, screw this. Somebody wrote a comment in the in the chat saying a better fight would have been Floyd against Tank. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah, see. I would pay to watch that. No, <laughs> Get all, all their other transgressions out. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Or Broner, like if he somehow could fight Broner, like I would pay for that. Well, let just me tell you something. 
Floyd school both of them. Let me tell you something. That, that fight can that fight can happen. That fight can happen, Train, because when you look at Tank, Tank weighed as much as you and I like over the past weekend. <laughs> you know, he definitely Tank definitely walking around at a buck eighty right now. I saw him. I'm like, what? I was like, he he gets how does he get down that low? He looks extremely heavy. He looked like one of my strong. He like a. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. He like one of those those women that play cards, man. Like real strong looking, man. They play cards in like a pool hall. And the stuff that I write is even tougher than. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 uh, we'll, we'll touch down. I guess you know uh, whenever this whole situation clears up, as far as what the plans are for both guys in the immediate. But uh, any case, man, we do have uh, a fight this weekend that kind right. of. Got overshadowed, really, because of uh, the fight, you know, this past weekend. But Anthony Joshua, <laughs> unified heavyweight champion of the world, faces Alexander Povetkin. And I can't recall where. I think it's at the Manchester Arena. I could be wrong. But, I think that's it. I think that's uh, it. So, yeah, man, uh, you know, that takes place. This is the first fight for uh, Eddie Hearn's DAZN uh, app situation that they got going on in the United States. I mean, it's an international app, but it got introduced in the United States. And Eddie Hearn is, <clears throat> excuse me, on the the boxing side of things, uh, going to be the guy running that kind of uh, department. But I think a lot of us kind of know what's coming here. Now, look, I mean, at one point, Alexander Povetkin was a guy that Wilder was going to fight, and then the whole. PED situation occurred where, you know, Povetkin tested positive and they, there was a lawsuit because, you know, Wilder would, like was literally literally on his way to the fight and then it got, po you know, and it got postponed and then it just outright canceled. They went to court, you know, you know people got paid and whatnot. But since then, Povetkin hasn't really fought anybody of merit. And with Joshua, look, man, I mean, I think, again, all of us just want to see him and Wilder fight. Now, is Povetkin a, like a notch at this point for for Joshua? I think I think it's probably better than what else is available outside of Wilder. But I think this should be a, a knockout win for Joshua. Man. I think this is probably going to go like eight nine rounds. And Povet, I mean, Povet I just see Povetkin getting stopped in this one. You guys want to add to it or? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there, there was a point in time, man, where Povetkin was the boogeyman, you know, the division. Like, nobody really wanted to face him, you know, had a good pedigree, could pretty much hit hard, could get you out of there. And, you know, he showed he still had power. Um, can he beat Anthony? Anthony Joshua is very, has a very, let's, I make no qualms about it. He has a very vulnerable chin. The chances of Anthony Joshua getting knocked out this weekend are about as big as, let's just say, Triple G winning the fight in Vegas against Canelo. <laughs> you know, nice pun, pun intended. So mm -hmm. I just I just believe, man, unfortunately, the biggest talk of that, because this is not the Povetkin that we know and love. This is someone that's kind of been through a whole lot, that's, you know, been tested, you know, failed drug tests, things of that caliber. And on top of that, you know, this is going to be his last hurrah. So 
if for some reason, you know, he comes in motivated and somehow he lands that punch that gets Joshua out of here, you know, I'll, I'll reconsider and say that Triple G can win a fight in Vegas. But other than that, like I see, I see, uh, like what you see, Roberto, and it's a shame because the talk of the night is really going to be this stupid app. Like, why are we again? You know, why do I have to go through an Easter egg hunt to find a fight? I should be able to just turn it on and watch it. But I digress. Train, you want to add to it? Um, my mom told me if I don't have nothing nice to say, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm more right. I I really don't have anything else to add up with this. I mean, listen, when you he he this is a fight he should win. You know, if he's who, if he is who they're saying that he is and who he should be, he should win this fight. You know, and I'm gonna just leave it like that. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Word. So that's this Saturday. Well, in the states, it'll be around like five thirty on the zone. If you guys have that app, I don't, but. I'll, I'll find a way to watch it <laughs> on the replay, if uh, if anything. But uh, on to the main event, man. I mean, look, we're, we're again, we're, we're three, almost four days removed. We're still talking about this fight. <laughs> we debated many people. And, and, and funny enough, man, I want to say all of us collectively, I thought we were all going to be split on the outcome as, as far as how it played out. But we're all kind of like unison. As to the outcome, you know, which is kind of crazy because we, we, we we're usually heads. post or pre. What are you talking about? Post or pre? Post. Okay, yeah, because pre, I think we were all different. No, we right, exactly, we were, but I I think all of us kind of have the same attitude as, as it relates to how what, what we think um or, or how we feel this. This fight ended, and, and who we thought really won this fight. But um, yeah, man, Canelo Triple G two has come and gone, and I, the, the hype really for that week, man. I mean, I gotta say, it, it really built up, and I, I have a feeling the business might be really good for this rematch. And look, just like in the first fight, we have controversy once again now. It was look, I, and I'll pass it to you guys as far as you know how you how you saw the fight breaking down. And I, I'll do just like kind of just a quick summary, man. I mean, it, it was just one of these fights and, and something rare that you see when you see rematches, where a lot of times you see fights that you know have a sequel kind of play out a, in a weird way, not a weird way, but like in a way similar to the first. Some nuances you'll see from from the first fight. I gotta say, with this fight, it was one of the instances where it was dramatically different than the first, as it related to who did what. From from fight number one to fight number two, um, in my opinion, I think this was a better fight than the first one. I think this was a more action packed fight. I mean, you guys were even talking about being on, like, the edge of your seats until the 12th round, myself included, with everybody we had in the house. It was really uh, very rare we get these type of fights, man, that are just the hype lives up to, to uh, you know, or the fight lives up to the hype, man. But 
Canelo Alvarez wins a majority decision, man, and it's already gotten people talking because there is quite a, a lot of people that believe Triple G won this fight, man. So I'll throw it to you, ROD, man. Um, tell me how you saw this fight play out and who, who you thought ultimately uh, won. So <clears throat> pre-fight, I thought that in training, I discussed it, that Unless Triple G hurts Canelo badly, he knocks him down or knocks him out, he's going to lose his fight. And I always thought for some reason that Canelo was the person that could make the better adjustments only because he boxed a lot the first fight. And I haven't seen that facet uh, from Triple G because he's always come forward. He's always done things. You know, he's had a piston-like jab, but I've never seen him make an adjustment other than be triple G, which is fine. Um, from round one, training and I were saying, whole, all right, let me go back to this real fast. <laughs> let me go back to this real fast. How dope is it that this fight kind of was under the radar, but still like kind of lived up to everything and still sold out? Like, think about it. Like, you and I, all of us were talking about how this fight got little promotion. It was like kind of like dead in the water. You know, what's going on with it? All this stuff going on. I mean, I was even concerned if, if Canelo was going to show up on fight night because it was like you never heard anything about it. And lo and behold, it turns out to be one of the best, better fights we've seen in a long time on pay-per-view. Isn't that kind of ironic? No, I, I agree with you. It, it, it was like literally like poetic justice. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So... That was number one. But number two is is that from round one, when train after we got trained, cherry coke with like a bazillion ice cubes in it. <laughs> right. And, and and I was and let me tell you, I was concerned because this thing was so huge, paused. When he put it in the car carrier, Roberto, I did, I was concerned it wouldn't even fit. I'm like, yo, what is this guy doing, man? I'm like, yo, this, this guy Yo, man, it was so so once we got back and we the undercar was like, everybody just flipped right through the undercar. We were like, okay. And then we had an hour between the fight. So between the fight and the, the fact that we were waiting for all this other stuff to happen, we're, we're turning on old, like, Kevin Johnson, Phoenix Suns games, and Terrell <laughs> Brandon, just to kind of kill time because we didn't want to hear Jim Lampley. So no, anyway. How long yeah, was the mission, though? Jeez. It was. It was bad, man. The training and I, we got ADHD, so we like, come on, man. Like, let's get this thing going. <laughs> so finally, finally, let's get to the fight. So finally, the way we saw it was this. From round one, the minute we saw Canelo put the car in reverse, training I was like, what the heck is this? And we didn't know what happened. I didn't know if he got hit with something, but it was just like he was moving in reverse. And that first round, we were like, Okay, we gave to Canelo. But then we noticed a pattern. The second round was more the same thing. And I'm like, and I was sitting there asking Train, sort of like the thing that Donald Trump asked Don King when he was fighting Buster Douglas, when Tyson was fighting Buster Douglas in Japan. Like, is this supposed to be happening? Like when Buster Douglas was hitting Tyson, Don Trump asked Don King, is this supposed to be happening right now? So that was a question like that Train and I kind of had like, Wow, this shouldn't be happening. Like the shark is actually running away from the from the guppy. I don't know if you want to use that as a parallel, but it, he's just running away from 
the non-shark animal. It's not a whale. It's a porcupine fish. He's running away from him. And we're like, oh, crap. It's just so weird seeing Canelo being smaller, knowing what he can do. Like, we knew that he had some slickness in him. Knowing that he kind of, like, boxed that first fight, actually live up to what he said he was going to do and back, back Triple G up. Now, the other thing we saw was we saw, like, around, like, the fourth round where Canelo started to have some blood issues. And we were, like, he was starting to leak. And, you know, we started to say to ourselves, crap, man, he looked like he out of breath now. Like, he's breathing hard. He's getting hit to the body. Canelo was pushing him back. And he's slipping punches. And then all of a sudden we see the ebbs and flow of boxing. We see Triple G come back on. And then training and I fast forward. Then training and I like, oh crap! It looks like Canelo is doing exactly what we thought he's going to do. It looks like he's running out of gas. It looks like he might get stopped. Then like around like the ninth round, I think we might have had it like five four at that point, or maybe even like you know if it wasn't five to four, maybe like you know I don't I, I don't think we had it four to four, but it, it could have been like you know even worse than that six three or what have you. I don't know, but. What wound up happening was we saw, like, another change. We saw that, like, it was a point in time, like, around the 10th round. It looked like Canelo got hit with something. And we were like, oh, crap. And then we were on that edge of the seat again. We thought that Canelo was about to get stopped. Then somehow he weathered it. He slipped a couple punches. And he hit Triple G with, like, this crazy combination. We're like, what the heck is going on? Needless to say, man, we all seen the fight. This fight, when you talk about ebbs and flows, this fight literally should be the picture of this fight or the link to this fight should be next to this in Wikipedia or any like dictionary online because this fight really de- depicts what ebbs and flow really is. You know, it was it was up and down. It was a lot of high drama. It lived up to everything. The the coverage before the fight, just the behind-the-scenes story, just gave more credence to the fight. And at the end of the day, if you thought that there was a controversy, I think that you watched the wrong fight because the only controversy in this fight was why do we have to pay $85 for it? Word! <laughs> you know what? The, Facts. You know Facts. what? The, the biggest thing in this whole thing, if you want to look at it, we don't have to... Like, I want to get away from us judging fights Based off, and I'm gonna let train. I'm gonna save Howard Letterman for train because train got a big issue for that. So I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna take from him. But the biggest problem in all this is we need to stop being like the um, the casual fans, a lot of us, and stop judging fights by way a person face look. Because if you were to do that, I think a lot of the times, you know, most of these people that bleed easy would, would lose a lot of their fights. Now, granted, boxing is a sport where you hit and don't get hit, and Triple G face was mangled. And Canelo face wasn't. Canelo has Canelo was walking through a lot of fire. Triple G wasn't. But I think these judges judged upon, and they were judges that Abel Sanchez thought they were very competent. They judged on, I think, the surprise factor. The surprise factor was the heart. The shark was trying to jump out of website with Wix. Let me show you how I did it. My bad. Um, the the thing is, the, the, what's that? Cause the uh, 
<laughs> the Gazana post. Yeah, I don't know what. The <laughs> <laughs> YouTube just popped YouTube. up. No, so I'll make I'll make it quick. The the thing is that what people don't understand is that judges, you know, judging is subjective. So like some of these guys might have judged based on the fact they've never seen Triple G go backwards. That's the first time we seen him go backwards, and he didn't respond well. So at the end of the day, for me, I had it Triple G losing by one point. And if you would have told me that it was a draw because this fight was closer, I would have said to you, okay, fine. But there's no travesty, there's no controversy, there's there's none of that in this fight. This fight was basically what it was, and the only controversy to me was that eighty-five dollars. Now, train is going to train is going to get onto another controversy, you know, which is Howard Letterman's car, and I'll save that. But I thought that the fight went smoothly. I don't think we do. We, do we need another three, a round three, a part three? No. The only thing I'm going to ask you is, I'm going to just throw this out to you guys, is number one, this will be a great, for Floyd to come back, this will be a great comeback fight. But he's not going to do that because Canelo got better. Number two, all right, Canelo really looks good as a middleweight, okay? He's better than a lot of people have given him credit. And number three, just because your favorite fighter lost, doesn't necessarily mean it's a controversy. Like, let's just put that on the table. Like, you know, when Jordan got beat by Orlando when he came back, I never said, oh, my goodness, man, Shaq and those guys cheated. Like, he just got beat. And guess what? You know, if you talk to Phil Jackson, he'll probably tell you that there was a thousand things that team could have did differently. And if you talk to Abel Sanchez, he would tell you that there's like a hundred things that Triple G could have done differently. So props to Canelo. And props to a good fight, man. But controversy, there is no controversy. The only controversy there is is 85 beans. Word. Train, go, go uh, speak your piece on it. I mean, no, Rod Dodds, you know, he he you know, he, he he nailed a lot of key points. And to his point about Harold Letterman, and you know, I learned this a long time ago watching boxing. I never forget when De La Hoya for Trinidad and I just thought it was an open and closed case that De La Hoya won. I was like, he won the. I didn't even think it was there would be any controversy or anything. And I just remember the next day. Obviously, this was pre-social media, and I was listening to people. And now De La Hoya took the last rounds off. We get all that, but he outboxed him. Like, I mean, clearly outboxed Trinidad. And I was just like, okay. So people were saying, well, Trinidad came forward. And I'm like, well, when does coming forward get you points in a boxing match? So then you, we go to, to Rada Dawes' point about Harold Letterman. And I'm saying I only brought up the De La Hoya fight because this has been going on with Harold Letterman. So Harold Letterman's job is basically he's the what you call the quote-unquote layman's, layman's judge. He's there <laughs> to explain to the layman, not to us, you know, because we know what we're watching. But even some boxing fans get caught up into the layman language. He's trying to educate you on how to judge a fight. And what is his two favorite words? Effective aggression. You know, that term, I'll give it to him. He, he's, he's, he's coined that phrase, effective aggression. That term, I never even heard of that term until I heard him use it. And it's a term that now has taken a life of its own because when people watch fights, I talked to three different people today. Two of them are quote-unquote supposed to be boxing fans. The other guy is kind of just a big fight fan. 
And all three of them was like, yo, what did you think of the fight? And I always like to hear what people are going to tell me first before I get my opinion. And they was like, man, they robbed Triple G. And I'm like, robbed? So I said, what made you think they robbed him? Oh, well, Triple G was getting the best of him. You know, he came on from this whatever round on. And, you know, Rada Dog can tell you a lot of those rounds. We just, when we watch the fights together, like most people probably do, we judge each fight like a judge, like judges would do. It's, it's, it's four of us. We break it down. Who? What did you think happened in the round? And then we all collectively score the round. We, I, when I tell you, there were some rounds in the middle of that of, of that fight that were so difficult to to give it to yeah. either guy, you know. But that's neither here or there. The point being is that when what, what Canalo did was something that you know, Rada and I talked offline about. Like, listen, there is a possibility here that Canalo can outbox him. Andre Ward mm-hmm. alluded to this. Because he's been in that situation before where, I mean, so many other fighters, but Andre Ward was just in it as of recent where he fought a guy who was the quote-unquote aggressor, and he took over that fight in the second half of that fight. Now, a lot of people want to say that Kovalov won the fight, whatever, but Andre Ward, you know, did more of the clean boxing in the second half of the fight. Now, when he got to the to the, to the the next fight, he, w- he had the book on Kovalov, so he knew what to do. Now, what made Canalo's situation unique and different was he walked Triple G down. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing. Well, Ward kind of walked Koval because I gave Rodadas props. He called it. He said he gonna knock, he's going to knock Koval off out in this fight. And I was like, no, nah, Ward don't really go for the knockout. But then in the second fight, he was the aggressor. He kind of he walked Koval off down. But it was done with a, it was done a little bit more scientific. And, and to be fair, Canalo is not on a level of Andre Ward, so that's kind of unfair to compare him. But the style was the same where my mindset is I'm going to bully the bully. I'm going to walk him down. And Canalo walked him down. Was, he had subtle movement. And I, I, I thought of another fight while I'm watching this. I, I thought of Cotto and Margarito because Radada, Docs, and Big Mike all picked Cotto, and rightfully so because Cotto technically was supposed to do – now. There's a whole lot that happened that we found out later about that fight. So that might be a little unfair. But my point being that the style of the, the two fights was somewhat similar where you have a pressure fighter fighting against a guy who's a boxer puncher. Because I think you can, you know, equate that to uh, Canalo as well. He's like a boxer puncher. But he was able to command respect. And Rada, what did I tell you? I said, one thing about counterpunching is that it's not about how hard you hit. It's about commanding respect. Uh-huh. And all that, remember we talked about it, and I was saying, like, he got to go for broke like Chavez, but I was like, the only yep. thing is that's easier said than done. There's nothing like getting poked. Whoever been poked in the eye? Is it, listen, I read, I told somebody, I tell somebody this all the time, I'd rather get punched in my face than poked in the eye because it's such an irritating feeling. That's what being counterpunched is like. It's like getting poked, constantly being poked in the eye. And I think that... That like it it, it systematically disrupted uh, Triple G. Now he had moments in the fight where, like Radada said, like the tide was changing. I thought Canalo got a little tired late in the fight, and that's okay because the fight at the pace that he fought at is almost impossible not to get tired. He had to he had to absorb punishment and get punches off at the same time. One of the things I'll never forget reading his interview with Cotto, going back to the Cotto Margarito fight, he said the difficult thing about when you fight a guy like Margarito is committing to the body means staying longer in one spot. So Triple G, 
I mean, excuse me, uh, Canalo, when he when he decided to commit to the body, he gave himself up. So you got to give him his props. There's where he sold out a little bit to get his shots off. So I'm sitting here watching this like, oh, he going for broke. And he listen, every punch from round one on, he sat on all them punches. I'm talking about Canalo. Uh -huh. He sat on them Jones. Now it didn't work because both of these guys got granted chins. Like that's just giving both props there. But I was just, and I'm about to pass it to you, Roberto. I was just in awe of how Canalo was able to A, stand in front of a guy that punches hard as he does, B, not get tired. Because the 10th round, he was ready to go. But again, because of the counter punching ability that was that was instituted early on, it commanded a certain respect. Triple G knew, like, okay, I can't go all out here because I because remember, he was tired too late in that fight from not being able to because normally guys are hurt and worn down by them. Canalo never got worn down. Far as the controversy decision goes, listen, it was a very close fight. Sleep had it a draw. Me, Docs, and, and Rodadai had it 115-113. And we go back and watch it again. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a draw, but it's a close fight, not a robbery. I think it's that's a term that's so overused. We put up a post about, you know, like obviously the obvious one is Chavez and Trinidad. I mean, I'm Chavez and uh Sweet Pea. And somebody wrote Felix Thurman de La Hoya. That's oh, a robbery. This, uh -huh. this was a, this was a, it was a, a, a great fight between two guys that, that held their own and nobody broke the other guy. Will, me personally and Rada Dot, we went for the quote unquote who had the better boxing outing. The, the, the bar Max Kellerman's phrase, Kanala was winning the story of the match. To me, as a boxing fan, boxing is about. The science, and I thought he displayed a little bit more science than Triple G did. Yo, repeat that one more time, man, because you were breaking up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, I was just saying that the, for me personally, you know, judging a close fight, I try to go with the more scientific guy, the guy that's displaying a little bit more science, and I just thought uh, Canalo, uh boxing ability, uh, you know, prevailed in, in, in this contest in a very close fight that could have went either way. I'm telling you, we watched this fight again. Some rounds we gave to that we made a gave to Canalo, we may give to Triple G, and vice versa. But from from seeing it the first time, I thought uh, Canalo eked it out by a slight margin. But you know, it wasn't like he blew him up. I just thought he just outboxed him in a hey, very Trent, spot. Train, let me ask you a question, Train. Because my dad and I always talk about this. Every time we watch Hagler and Leonard, depending upon what week it is, depending upon what the basis of our argument is, yep. there's a different winner. Do yep. you think this is along those lines of Hagler and Leonard? Like, depending yep. upon what you see, what you want that day, you're going to have a different winner each time? You know, it's funny you bring that up because I never even thought about that. That's probably the best fight to compare this to. That's a really good one right there, out of die. I think that's true. I think if me, you, and Roberta, we watched this fight Saturday, no sound, just the three of us, I guarantee you we scored this fight differently. Probably. Mm. Maybe more. I mean, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me just be clear what I mean by that. Maybe more points for Canalo. I, I definitely think we're going to have Canalo the, the, the winner, but we may look at some rounds differently. Oh, who knows? We may come out of it with, with a draw. Sleep swears it was a draw. You know, Sleep was right there, right? Die with us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was, man, yo, like this, it's one of these fights, man, that we're, number one, I, the reason we're talking, you know, us talking about it, and, and it's still up for debate as to, like, you know, who won this fight. You know, 
amongst the fans and everything. You know, ROD, he doesn't want a third fight. I think we're probably going to get a third fight uh, because of that. And the fact that I think this a third fight will still make money, you know, and it is a business, you know, like we we know how these things go, but at least for, for, for how I looked at the fight, man, I, I just, I was, you know, you know, shout out to my man, uh, Jamal, that's on, uh, on the chats right now. We were watching it uh, together, the, the whole, you know, crew in the house and it was, you guys touch on a lot of points, man. And you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, go over them again, but I, I, I just think the story of this fight, and I think a big reason or why the judges scored it the way they did is because Canelo, much more than Triple G, came in with a different game plan. Mm-hmm. And it showed dramatically, you know. And when we're sitting there watching, I'm like, you like, you know, to you guys' points, I've never seen Golovkin not only are like Danny push. Golovkin back a little bit, but not to a point where Golovkin was really hesitant to come back at him. Because there were shots that Canelo landed that you could visibly see um, Golovkin was a little apprehensive. And even getting in, uh, you, you know, you, you started to see like that fatigue hit in by like the fourth or fifth round. And I think a lot of that too was because he was getting pushed back and he's trying to do a lot of work. Uh, more out of like anxiety than him walking forward and pressing somebody down because that you exert a lot of energy when you're on the back foot and think about where Canelo was last year this time he was on the back foot and he was fatigued midway through because he was getting pushed back I think that had a lot to do with or I think that was a big part of Canelo and their team's game plan that I think they should get credit for because they really looked at Golovkin and said, listen, this guy cannot fight on the back foot. You're going to have to take some risks. And look, Canelo did, man. Like, like uh, uh, R.O.D. said, he went to the bird train, he went to the body, committed there. He, like, he, like you say, he sold out. But there were points where Canelo was just throwing like, – and, and, and it's almost not even custom to how he usually fights because he's more of like – a boxer puncher, but more of a counter puncher. You know, he likes you coming to him. So that's why a lot of us were like, yo, like, we've never seen this Canelo against somebody at this level. Considering the, the Golovkin's the, the the real middleweight here, and he's the guy that's uh, that applies that type of Mexican style, and which was kind of like the, the, the shtick of this fight. And it, and it was Canelo that brought the fight to Golovkin, man. And look, it was... It was a really, really close fight, man. And even down the stretch, and I've watched it twice now, man. And it's just to me, man, I, I, I'm with you guys where I thought Triple G, me and I think we, we all thought Triple G was going to win because I think all of us knew, thought this was going to be, and like I was saying earlier, a sequel that paralleled the original and the right guy will just win this time around like he should have last time but this is kind of like that uh that plot twist right <laughs> where we're like yo and 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 it really turned into like i think man like I, I was trying to think of a better middleweight fight in recent years but this is one of the best middleweight fights i think of this era when when, when i and i try to go through the line of it man and 
none these guys went at it, man. And 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 look, Triple G, what I'll say for him, man, he he fought really good, man. I mean, I think that's kind of being lost too. Like Canelo to me, I think he won the fight, man. I've seen it twice. One two-point swing, man. But look, I won't argue a draw. Like if Sleep had it a draw, I won't really argue him. It was that close of a fight. Letterman's card was freaking atrocious. I don't know. And, and the problem with Harold Letterman is that a lot of the casual fans rely on that scorecard. And when they look at the fight, they may, maybe they may be watching the fight, but they're relying on that little box that comes up. And, and in their head, they're like, what they're watching and what they think the score is, is two different things, and they don't know it. That's Yo, I've caught a lot of people that. like that, man. Like, it's, it's wild. It's, it's wild. And I think this is kind of what happened with this fight, man. And it really kind of – I mean, there's always that issue of uh, us being hardcore fans and we know what to look for and we know what we see. As with the casual fan – they're going to rely on the commentators and they're going to rely on the scorecards from Harold Letterman and things as such, which is unfortunate because I think it, I mean, it was a close enough fight where if you have a one point swing either way or a draw, man, like it's hard to like argue that. Like if you're on some 116, 112 type of joint, like you didn't watch this fight correctly. This was a really close fight. Um, now this is what I'll say for Golovkin, man, and and, and we'll get. I want to real quick get into Canelo's future, man, because that's another storyline. Um, the thing with Triple G, man, I'll say with this fight, man, is I think we very well might have seen like the last solid Triple G we're probably gonna see, man, because though this was a close fight, man, Triple G took a lot of punishment in this fight at 37 years old, and. I don't know if he can afford to keep having these type of fights going. Because by the time him and Canelo do fight, let's just say, he could be like 38 years old already. And to be in that – and look, Canelo only still be 29. And very likely either plateaued or, or still like on that, that you know, peaking or, or, or like, you know, being in that, in that realm where I think it's pretty safe to say Golovkin is – Di gonna digress from this fight, man. It it just it just is what it is. Um, I think they do the third fight, man. But I think Canelo will win that fight, like even clearer than what this one than what this one was. But I think, look, man, this is this is was it was a great fight. Overall, that should not be looked over. I think wherever you side with, if you thought Triple G won. Uh, or Canelo one. This is not a robbery, but I think everybody should, you know, celebrate the fact that we got a great middleweight fight that mm -hmm. lived up to the hype, man. I mean, that's being lost throughout the, you know, the media controversy that well, really the, that the media creates. But if you guys want to watch it again, man, and and you know, rescore it. I mean, it's one of those fights, man. And yeah, I agree, Leonard Hagler type of deal. It could be, man. I kind of think we're gonna get a third fight. I'm like 60 40, we're gonna get a third fight. Yeah, the only the only, the only concern I got only about concern third I got fight about third. is but then again, Black. Triple G will be older. Not Black. from not Black. from an economic standpoint, but because economically it would do great. I'm not worrying about that. I'm more so talking about Canalo because even though he did win the fight, 
he took a beating in that fight too. And yeah, I yeah. just I worry that about another fight, a third fight, him, you know, putting a toll on his body because he's young, but he's an older young because he's right. been boxing right. for a very he's almost like a, a, a you know I like pitchers. And baseball start out really young, and then they burn out after a certain About age. Thirty, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you, you know that's the one thing you got to be careful with because there's some sharks in the water. And yeah. his uh, now we all agree that those guys aren't quite ready for him yet, but they're still there. That that don't mean they're just going to go away either. Uh huh. Right, and that, and that's a good segue as it relates to Canelo's future, man. Now look, I don't think that there's any secret. <laughs> going into this fight, you know, there, there was reports of the L.A. Times that both Triple G and Canelo's HBO contracts are up, man. Uh -oh. Word around the boxing biz, man, is <laughs> HBO doesn't seem as invested in boxing as they used to be. And we don't know what the future is for HBO boxing, man. I mean, because when you really think about it, Outside of Canelo Triple G, man, like what do they really have? Sergey Kovalev. They committed. They listen real quick about. I told Ryder. I asked both of you guys this. This is when I knew HBO was in trouble. I turned on one. This was about two or three years ago, and it was like the Eastern European show, you know. And no shade to Eastern European fighters because those dudes can fight, but there's not a fan base here for them like that. So <laughs> HBO, why would you get behind? Uh, 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 a certain demographic fighter, demographic that doesn't, you know, HBO normally been really particular about who they get behind far as fighters are concerned. And listen, Triple G is riding the wave of Mexican fans. I don't know who Kovalov fans are. Like, so when they decided to go this route, and Lomachenko's with Bob Arum, because, you know, Lomachenko was a part of this movement too, but he's with Top Ring, and we already know where they're at. So when they decided to go in that direction, I'm like, somebody is either asleep behind a wheel or, you know, in a movie theater when you got to go and tell somebody, hey, can you fix the, the, I don't know if they do real anymore, I'm dating myself, but, you know, you got to go let somebody know something wrong with the screen. HBO, something's wrong with your screen. <laughs> Seriously, well, the, well, the thing with Kovalev is he's done with HBO. He's done. Oh, he's done too. <laughs> yeah, he's done because basically the whole thing was is that him and Alita Alvarez, the guy that knocked him out, right, okay, they HBO did not commit to the fight, and that was Kovalev's yeah, last right. fight. And Kathy Duva apparently signed a deal, some type of a deal with ESPN, so he that fight's gonna be on ESPN. He's done with HBO. Wow! So they're just out the game. Well, they're out the game now. Kathy Duva also has Dimitri Bival. Now, HBO right. was on this tip that they were trying to develop him or they were trying to put him on some dates. But the thing about Bival, man, is like he yeah, he's, he's not, not going to be like that crossover type. That's that what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so, right. So, I think he's probably going to end up on ESPN. and Or Bival has one last fight on HBO. Yeah, that is right. So I think after this year, man, you like think about it. They're like nobody's there. <laughs> who's really left, man? And look, now now it comes down to Canelo Alvarez. You know, um, I think Canelo Alvarez by far is the commanding dollar in boxing today, outside of like maybe Anthony Joshua. You know, like as far as people who bring in and make a lot of money, but 
on the state side at least, it's Canelo Alvarez. I don't think there's any debate. You know, current fighters, not you know, retired guys that are having their retirement tours. I'm talking about like you know, current contemporary prime guys. Canelo's the guy, and the thing the thing now is is you know they're talking about Canelo coming back in December uh, for you know potentially this Dave Lemieux fight. But the question remains as to whether or not Canelo is going to re-up his HBO contract. If I and, – and I said this to somebody today, man. I honestly think for the next – and I think Canelo and, and Golden Boy can command this. If HBO even is still committed to doing HBO pay-per-view, because, again, it's two separate things. But I honestly think considering Canelo's a pay-per-view fighter at this point, Again, man, I think that Triple G fight is going to happen. And if you're going to do it, do it sooner than later. And then from that point, though, then it becomes where does he go from there? And all his competition, we can't front, is across the street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, we got Danny Jacobs and Dervianchenko fighting next month. That's one belt. Danny, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Billy Joe Saunders and Demetrius Andrade fighting next month. That's two guys right there that are going to be eliminated, whoever wins those fights. So Saunders, to me, seems the least likely that Canelo would fight just on a style tip. That's not a fight that will make Canelo look good, whether he wins or loses or whatever. It's just not a pretty fight. Danny Jacobs, I can't see being made. But then again, I don't even know if he's going to win that fight <laughs> against Derby <laughs> Jacobs. So <laughs> he's in a tough one. That yeah, he is, man. And people are sleeping on that fight. But I think when you when you look at Canelo's like his clock, right? For the next because I, I wanna say, man, like Canelo's 29th. I wanna say he's got like five solid years left, man. Like before I think because I think at 35 he might retire. But that's a lot that like five years is a lot of time to fill man and and i think the talk now with hbo not committing to boxing and it's not just like people just saying it i mean the insiders everybody within the business they kind of see the writing on the wall so being that showtime has the stock of guys that would make for big fights not now a couple years down the road or maybe a year and a half down the road like should canelo consider a move to Showtime, man. As crazy as it sounds, like what do you what do you guys think of like that potential move? Well, he fought on Showtime before, right? right. Like we fought Floyd. Right. And so it's go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, was no, no, train? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he fought on Showtime before, so it's not out of the ordinary. So I mean, you know, and I think that like like with Floyd, like we saw what Floyd did. You know that we're gonna call it the proverbial war in business degree. That neither guy has. I think that while your name is hot, this is when you try to come out with another album. You know, you're only as good as your last album. Right. And I think <laughs> Canelo, I think Canelo's album is pretty good. You know, it's not an Illmatic, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a Kingdom Come either. It's, it's a. <laughs> let's see, what, what, what would you say it is? Train? Is it American Gangster? Yeah, I would go more of American Gangster. Yeah, it's American Gangster. It's, it's, it's not. Um, it's not. It was written. Not volume one. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but 
is good enough where he can go into him and say, listen, this is what I want. You know, like, I feel like, you know, he's in that catbird seat now. He could do right. and call the shots. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say, Train. Yeah, he's. I he, agree. He's the, no, he, he, he's the shot caller, no doubt about it. He's the shot caller. And maybe they can do like a, like to Rada Dow's point, Floyd already kind of laid the blueprint on how to do it. The blueprint is out there. You get a 5 5 deal with Showtime. Showtime mm-hmm. seems to be giving people blank checks these days. And let's mm-hmm. face Your word. That's, that's like, yo, man. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, De La Hoy would be crazy not to. You know what I mean? And right. who, who's there? All the people that you need to fight. So it's mm-hmm. these are layup drills. They're mm-hmm. layup drills. So, so it will make sense for him to go there because you get the five fight deal like Floyd, maybe fight. Uh, did Floyd fight on TV any of those fights? I can't remember. You think he never fought on the network? He never fought he on the network. Right. So there you have it. The blueprint, like I said, we talked about Floyd and Rod Dog called it the Wharton Business Module. That's exactly the module already been laid out. And listen, Floyd, again, people don't have to like him, but he kind of laid, he lays, he's the dictator now. He lays the blueprint on what's to come. And listen, De La Hoya, and I'm sure whoever, Richard Schaefer's not there, but I'm sure he got pretty savvy, smart business people in his ear. Like, listen, let's ride this way wise going with Canalo. I agree with you, Roberto. I don't think he's going to fight Lemieux in December. That would be insane. He still has scar tissue in his eyes that's not even fully healed from this fight. So I don't think he's – and even though David Lemieux, he'll beat him, that's still a little bit risky because he's a puncher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So – you gotta be careful with that. So, and I wouldn't be mad at him if they took a straw for a fight. I'm just saying, you know, he still was in a war with Triple G. It's not like he wasn't like with like Mayweather, where he don't have no no no, no dust on him he when he's in his club. <laughs> right, exactly. Like he had to go to the hospital to get stitches. Yeah, you know. So, I I think they're gonna caught you know be very cautiously optimistic about yeah. how they handle this. He's not fighting at the end. That's that's a cool conversation. It sounds oh, we're big and bad. We'll take on Lemieux in December. I don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I, see, I think at that point, man, he just takes that in May. He takes that Triple G fight. Now, here's the thing, though. Floyd, you talking about Floyd? <laughs> I, I was going to say that. You know who's I in May, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so. hey, 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 hold on, Roberto. Hey, hey, ride a dog. Remember, when, remember when Freeway was going to bring his – now, what we do is wrong was popping as a single. I mean, the number one single. What? What? Who decides to bring an album out when that single's popping? Jay. Um, Jay. Jay does. Spoils everything. The Blueprint? The black, what album did he bring out? That was the Blueprint because that was Just Play Song. Yeah, that was like the, the second Blueprint, wasn't it? I might have been a blue. Well, I all I know is it that two. it was two. That Jay, yeah, the, sec, yeah, the second blueprint. Yep. Nah, I mean Nas. Well, it's kind of what he did to Nas. What Floyd yeah, is doing, exactly what Floyd is right. He's bringing that album out on on top of Nas's album in the middle. Me and Sleep talked about this earlier. Sleep was like, soon as I got the news to Sleep, the first thing he said was, "Well, you know what date the the Pacquiao fight gonna be on, right?" I was like, "Oh, Floyd, better not." <laughs> He better not. No, mm. man, that it's 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 hilarious. You know it, Roberto. It, it really, you know really is, coming. They, uh, it is, man. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm I'm prepping people. I'm like, yo, get get ready. It's coming, man. 
So I yeah, but I I think yeah, we're all on board with this, man. I mean, I think not. I don't think it'll happen next year, but I mean, I think in the foreseeable future, after he does fight, let's just say Triple G a third time, and if the money's there, I at that point, man. I mean, unless you know, unless he fights like the, he gets the IBF strap or what have you. Again, but we got to remember, too, with Canelo, man, like, he's bigger than the belts. You know, like, people are going to fight him for the sake of, like, number one and number one (laughs) priority is the money, man. And, look, this is how I think he would benefit the fighters at Showtime. When you think of the Charlos or Heard or let's just say for argument's sake, like Errol Spence in two, three years that are at middleweight, these guys will have the opportunity almost in a way like what Floyd did to these other fighters when he went to Showtime and gave them an opportunity to fight like on the big stage. Because, look, truth of the matter is if Canelo lands on Showtime again, he's their flagship fighter. There's nothing. There's no way around it. And, and I think there could be a coexistence with having a guy like Canelo and having the PBC brand. And look, man. Through the history of boxing, we've learned, man, when there's business to be made and there's a free agent out there that is kind of like out there, like I don't think Steven Espinosa is not going to like try to attempt. Or if it hasn't already been discussed with him, with Oscar De La Hoya, who was seen sitting with him at the Jojo Diaz-Gary Russell Jr. fight. They were right next to each other. They have history together. He was four, He was – uh, Espinosa's Golden Boy is like uh, one of their former attorneys, so they have history together. I just think in the in the near future, with HBO kind of bowing out, Canelo is con- the controlling dollar man, and I think his best bet is to go to Showtime, man. And I'm I'm almost positive he's a lucrative deal, and, and and it'll benefit everybody involved, man, because then you have a guy that. You, you that that would make the, the the Showtime brand that much bigger, and that look like just one umbrella for one group of you know fighters. You have like two huge entities in boxing, man. I, I don't know why Showtime would even pass up on that. Yeah, I so. mean, I I just think like we said, I just think the blueprint has been laid out. Now I did think about something while you was talking. Um, there he can maybe do like a free agent type of thing where you sign in one year deals, but yeah, yeah. If, if I, you know, that's an option. But if you're, if you're Showtime, I got to believe that you're going to want some more of a long-term commitment right. than just a one fight deal. Hey, Trey, that. you know what I thought about? Did you guys ever play the Legend of Zelda growing up? Yeah, of the, course. The, one of the, the, the most Which one? Wonderful. flyest I cartridge. But I rather that that was the flyest video. Yeah, game. that gold cartridge. The gold cartridge. <laughs> the gold cartridge. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. Canelo just gave Golden Boy a bunch of potions. Like, them little potion lights. <laughs> Yo, man, like, he really, like, listen to how we're talking now. I like, know. he literally put Golden Boy back on the map by himself. Yeah. Like, now he has all these options, man. Think of this, man. Here's a fight that should have been dead in the water right. due to a controversy the last time. Due to the fact that Oscar been acting like a butthead, Bernard has been following around, <laughs> and, the fa- and 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 also the fact that the promotion was bad, and now 
everybody's like, oh, crap, like, Golden Boy has life again. Now we're talking about it, them possibly going to Showtime. Like, this is big, man. No, it is. It is. It only takes one. It's, it's amazing how, and that's a good, good recognition on that, one guy can help reestablish a, a, a network, a mm-hmm. company. Because this thing, Floyd, we remember in Rada Die, we used to mock Showtime. Remember? We used to laugh oh at their It was the worst. Lineups. It was like a joke. No, seriously, mm-hmm. like when H when we did when we started Girl the Grill, it was all pretty much HBO at that time. Man, we was laughing at their high definition coverage. Man, it was it was it was even trying to even stop you. It was even it didn't even feel right watching fights on Showtime. Remember? Right. Remember we didn't know what time they start? That was like a joke on Guard Your Grill. Like, yep. what time does the show? It'd be like 8 30 in the main event coming on. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yep. They'd have gems every now and then. But to though. your point, to your point, Floyd, Floyd heading over there changed everything. Yeah. It changed everything. It made their brand more, more, uh, um, it, it, like people took it serious, you know, where it's like you weren't the stepbrother of HBO anymore. Now, granted, HBO still has more subscribers, but I mean, I think at this point, man, if HBO is bowing out of boxing, man, like Showtime's the king, you know what I mean? I, I and now, and now the fact that the you know the PBC has this Fox deal, well, granted, is it's separate from Showtime. They, it, it, they, people do look at it when they're going to see the same fighters fighting on different on both of those networks. I mean, it, it, we're, we're, we're going through a crazy time period. Like somebody, like um, today, I, I, I was talking with them and they were like, Man, I can't imagine HBO not participating in boxing, man. I'm like, Yo, Pete, this back in the day, our parents were watching fights on ABC, NBC, and CBS, where it was like, That's how you watch boxing back then. Uh-huh. So, for us, we are like the HBO kids. Like, we're the HBO era, you know, where, where it was just a norm. Like, where we, you know, well, I mean, Grant, I saw Roy on USA Tuesday Night Fights, but, I mean, he made his mark on HBO, you know. Oscar De La Hoya, HBO, you know. Um, Mildred Taylor and, and, and Julio Cesar Chavez, you know. All these, I mean, HBO has been, like, you know, the epicenter of boxing, man. But just like with all, you know, all good things come to an end at some point, man. And, and if there's no, uh, and, and there's a bigger story behind the whole thing with HBO. I mean, if you guys follow the whole Time Warner AOL merger and you know them absorbing all these companies that apparently HBO is one of, the budgets, the situation. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Like Showtime just gave the PBC like sixty some eighty or like some ridiculous number for a budget. And then Fox gave match that with them too. So th- the investment in boxing is clearly there with HBO. It's just not, man. And when you start to see people jumping off the ship, like the, the quintessential Titanic, you, you see Bob was the first one, man. He was right, like, right. Yeah. he knew, man. And you know why he did? Because he, Bob, or look, Bob, people forget Bob's been in the business for damn near 50 Four- yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like forty-five plus years. Yeah, like, and the guy he knows, man. Like he know he's seen the whole industry change, and he's seen when ships are cracking, are ready to break, and that's why I feel like, I mean, Kathy Duva now left, Bob Arum yeah. left, 
Golden Boy, I mean, outside of Canelo, again, they don't have that huge roster. K2 doesn't have that huge roster. Um, so it's like, what's their what's their plan? And, you know, we're living in crazy times, man. Like, for HBO not to be involved in boxing anymore would be like, wow. That would be like some, some game-changing stuff, man. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. So... I think that's about it, man. I mean, we we pretty much covered everything, man. I mean, I think we're, we're all unison. We all thought Canelo won. You know, a lot of us, uh, you know, there's people still going to be debating it, you know, <laughs> from probably till, until next week. Uh, I, I think, obviously, you know, we're, we're, if we get this – oh, wait, wait. Before – like, I I don't want to drag it too long, but obviously we, we got to just touch on this real, real quick. We did get word about Keith Thurman's return fight. <laughs> And the rumor is that Judah is <laughs> going to be fighting Keith Thurman on the undercard of Deontay Wilder versus Anthony, uh, uh, Tyson Fury. Um, just real quick before we wrap up, man, like, R.O.D., I know, is like. R.O.D., let R.O.D. Oh, yeah, like, go ahead, R.O.D., man. I mean, you, you know, it, 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 this, is, this is bad, man. This is really, <laughs> this is really, like, I'm going to tell you something. This is the equivalent of like uh, this is like the equivalent of Tom Shepard coming back like above the rim but Tom <laughs> Shepard but like, but like Tom Shepard yeah yeah but but Tom Shepard really can't really play. This Tom Shepard really can't play. Like he he you know and this is bad man. Like you know this guy's coming back it's like it's like so it's like training and I going to get our uncle to play on Saturday mornings. Uncle like you Drew. know, they used, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, yeah, he would he would he would come back. He would give people work back in the day, but really, he not really good. He comes in with Bengay. He smells, you know. He, he <laughs> hey, watch a lot of that. That's you're describing me on a Tuesday. <laughs> you're describing me right there with the Bengay. <laughs> yeah, he, he drives he drives that three. Yeah, he drives that three hundred M. He be playing the stuff driving a three hundred M. You know, but. <laughs> But it's just crazy because that's where where Zab is. Like he looked out of place taking a picture with those young know, guys. So out of place. And it was just like, come on, Zab. You know, first you're getting your nursing degree. Now you about to fight Keith <laughs> wait, Thurman. Wait, whoa, whoa. wait, hold up, back up. <laughs> a what degree? Remember Roberto? He was getting like a like a nursing degree. Remember Roberto? They confirmed that was really Zab. Like that he was Are you really serious. And look, and look, look for whatever it's worth, man. Like. If he is a nurse, man, like oh, shout out to the I nurses, mean, they get they eat. But yeah. here's the the fa- the fact of the matter is, man, Zab Judah, his last notable fight was against Pauli Malignaggi in a fight that he lost. So Pauli in Brooklyn, got in Brooklyn, him, yeah, he got dog. So what's gonna happen with even a Keith Thurman that's been out for like a year and a half? See, and I'm gonna tell you something, Keith Thurman, the type of guy where like. He, you know, we we know what Keith Thurman is and isn't, but he the type of person, like against somebody like Zab, he will not be afraid to let his hands go, man. And Zab right. would get bombed like a like a desolate city over like, like, like somewhere else, man. The Brian Dennehy video, ROD, yeah, like a scene on Homeland. Yeah, yeah, Homeland, exactly. Yeah, your the Dennehy video, exactly. Both <laughs> both correct. So I just I don't know, man. I just I feel like 
there are other people, man, that Keith Thurman could afford, man, besides Zeb Judah, man. I think it's kind of disrespectful. I don't care if layoff yep, or not. It is. It is disrespectful. And y'all was talking about earlier, well, we were talking about in the other thread. Let, 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 let some of these young dudes eat and yeah. get some recognition. Like, Zeb, are you Zeb? Had like thirty opportunities. Like, are you kidding me? He's still a rel- He's still relevant. But remember what you said. Remember what you said a while ago, and I think Roberto, you jumped on the train too and said it. I'll never forget when you said, "You know what, Rod? Zab is officially a gatekeeper." And isn't this a shame, man? That this is really where that town. We here's a guy for Taramalet, man. We watched him on the undercard of some Tyson fight, man, and we said. This cat is Pernell Whitaker. Remember, he was. No, he was so sparring with, how about I got one better for you? Seventeen years old, sparring with Pernell Whitaker, holding his own. Yeah, strong lefty man. Like this like, guy came up. A boxer from the ground up. It will look like Zad. I'm saying before he became who we, you know. Who yeah, we he is. And it's unfortunate because guess what? You, when I looked at that picture with Tank. With Broner, with the Charlo brothers. You know what I said? I said, Zab is their forefather. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> who Broner's going to be in, like, t- in another yeah. seven years. Yo, man, he's their Ben Franklin, man. Right. Like, literally, man, he paved the way for those dudes that act foolish. Like, when they were acting drunk and all that stuff, smacking cameras, I said, that's typical Zab back in the day. Right. Just with now, no Twitter back then. With no Twitter. It was just, it's just no yeah. Twitter. Now he right back in the mix of things. He about to get bombed by Keith Thurman. He gonna get bombed, man. Roberto, so is this really happening? Like, this- yeah, I mean, nothing, there's no official word, man. But it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire, and then no, Zab, I agree. Point, he put up this Instagram saying, like, six time world champ. You know, I'm getting my, you know, my six wow. shot. Here we go, boom, boom. And like, the only available guy right now is who? I want. I'm real quick before we finish. I'm gonna go back down memory lane real quick. He fights Carlos Baldomir, a guy he should have beat <laughs> blindfolded, mind you. Blindfolded. I'm watching this fight. This is pre right before I met y'all, Rod Adal. So we're about a year or two out before I, I, I you know, before the brotherhood began. And I'm over sleep. I think me and sleep are together. Either he at my crib or I'm at his crib. We together. And I'm like, I, I turn around, I, I say to sleep, you know what? It wasn't that Zad was being bored. Remember, they used to say he's bored, he's taking rounds off. I said, this is the real Zab right here. That we it got. is. Yep. This is the real Zab. The guy that don't take, take his opponent serious. The guy that doesn't train properly. And it is and it's all in his rear and his ugly head. Now, that being said, because you know he got nine lives. That was the beginning. <laughs> that might have been life number one because he lost to Baldemar and still got the Mayweather so fight. The Floyd fight next. He got the Floyd. He still got – and you couldn't blame Floyd because Floyd – at that time, people was like, all right, Floyd is good, but we want to see him fight somebody that kind of mirrored what he has. So Floyd was all ready for the fight. They, they signed the fight. It was done. And then all Zab had to do was beat this little dude from Art, from Argentina, Roberto yeah. Baldemir. Yeah. Beat this little Argentinian fighter, Carlo Baldemir, who was just selling dust uh, <laughs> fairies about a month ago. And he beat the living day. He didn't just beat him. Like, he broke him down. And yeah, he beat him. He made another fight. He Here made, we are he, 10 years later. He made Zab do that chicken dance, man, in that, in that, what, that fifth round? And he wasn't even no puncher. Like He wasn't no puncher, man. Well, he and, beat him with a hand tied behind his back. 
Man, Floyd beat him so bad, man. But it's a shame, man. And I feel sorry for uh, Baltimore, man. I know Roberto and I had talked about the trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, and... yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, wow, man. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something, man. It just goes to show you, man, how, like, all of a sudden, man, like, you know, you don't finish your career. You, you, It's like you got to get on your hustle and flow, and you got to be that, that old pimp that's trying to make an album, man. And that's what Zab is, man. He's just trying to come back to make an album, man, rather than, like, I'm telling you, man, Zab would have just been cool just being Zab and us just kind of showing him respect, man. And honestly, he can't beat none of these Walter Waits today. He can't. I mean, he can't, man. Couldn't even man. beat him in his prom. Like, I Couldn't mean, that's, be, that's a good man. point. Yeah. And I, 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 I feel bad, man, because when you look at those guys taking their picture, man, it was just. A mess, man. It it was he a mess, so man. Out of place. Like he old enough to be their dad. Like <laughs> yeah, man. And, and on top of that, you know who's you know who's the casual. You know who the two casualties of war are in that picture. Who? The casualties of war are basically Spence and Robert Easter. <laughs> Why? I mean, they're just good guys that are just hanging around. Like bad, just, bad, yeah, bad. I wouldn't say bad. I would say bad people, but just like you, you know that they're not them. That's not them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we saw the whole the, the whole situation with you know with Errol, you know, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Earl, man. Like we found, we really oh, found yeah. out. We <laughs> really out found there. out this guy has a mo multiple personalities, man. Yeah, he, he out there with that bull ice, man. <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense, but I mean, again, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Look at you. You still laughing, man. <laughs> yeah, you're still, you're still laughing. You, I, yo, I can't believe that your, that your friend <laughs> found, found humor in those memes. No, it's just ridiculous, man. <laughs> he said, man, I was boxing in 2015. I was 12. <laughs> 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 oh man that's craziness that's craziness man so uh but yeah that, that's that's our show man um like i said man we we canelo triple g2 is a fight we're probably going to be talking about for years to come if there's not a third fight um kind of 60 40 we're gonna get it again but we'll see what canelo's future looks like man i, I think all of us are kind of in agreement like him going over to showtime would be great um, I think everybody involved makes a lot of money. I think there's better fights there. But we'll see, man. We we kind of, you know, as fans, man, and, and you know, those of us that cover the sport, man, we kind of just have to sit and watch as things unfold, man. But until next week, man, follow us at Guard Your Girl Boxing on Instagram. Shout to Coltrane ROD. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week, man. And follow us on Facebook. We appreciate all the follows. Facebook.com slash GYG Boxing. And Hit the notification, like, subscribe, man. We appreciate everything. The chats are, you know, they're on and popping, man. So uh, we'll be back. We'll cover uh, what we see this Saturday with Anthony Joshua and Vivekan. And if we do find out this whole thing with um, Wilder Fury, the, the announcement's supposed to be like this week or next week or it's coming up. Uh, and then if this Thurman, uh, <laughs> this Thurman Zab fight is on the undercard and we get confirmation of that we'll bring it to you and let you know it's on so until next week man we are out peace